Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I am posting this on the 22nd day of June 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this standing in what appears to be an overgrown Little League field at the end of Drabbingdon Way in Weston, Massachusetts. And this was the home of the Little League that your pal Sully played in when he was here in the 1980s. Hey, um, the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast is on the road. And I was trying to think, what's the first podcast I'm going to post where I'm doing it from the East Coast? And you're, I'm going to be here on the East Coast, traveling around, driving around. You're going to be hearing a lot of podcasts from various locations on the East Coast and a lot with sentimental value to me. We're going to have podcasts coming from New York City. We're going to have podcasts coming from Connecticut. We're going to have podcasts coming from Massachusetts. And I thought to myself, where am I going to do the first one from? And it is so obvious that where I'm standing right now recording this is the place to do it. This was when I was a in the majors of our Little League, the highest level of our Little League. We played here in Weston, Massachusetts. This is the town that I did the majority of my growing up in. We moved around a little bit, but the most of it, you know, the bulk of it, you know, elementary school, nursery school, middle school, was here in Weston, Massachusetts, right up until my senior year of high school. And when I played Little League here, and I did a whole podcast on it, so I'm not going to cover all the ground, that reaching the major leagues of Little League, in other words, 6th and 7th grade, was the highest level of Little League in our town. And you got to play in one of two places, and this is one of them, Drabbingdon Way, the field here, to me, was magnificent. It was everything that I wanted in a baseball field. It had benches for the dugout. It had the grass cut out. It had a fence that if you hit it over the fence, it's a home run. It had foul poles. It was the closest thing you were ever going to get to the majors. I remember... My brother Ted was on the majors. He's a year older than me, and he reached the majors before me. And when he got here, he, you get a number. You, you get pants inside. You, know, you wore blue jeans in the other leagues. Here you got pants. You got a uniform. And you're, in retrospect, the uniforms look like crap. But you know, then it was the uniform. You got a hat with the major league logo on it. We were the Phillies. And my brother was on the Phillies before me, a year ahead of me. And when I saw him there, and he's in his uni, oh, I can't even tell you the pride that I had. That's my brother. That's my brother. And I would go to his games, and I wore a Phillies shirt. And I look back, and it was the 80s, so obviously it was so tight on me. I looked like I was wearing Phillies spandex. And I remember when the first games I went to go, I went to go watch my brother play. I didn't even play. But I went to go watch my brother play, and I saw in left field. Uh, I'm sorry, in the, down the right field line, they had a scoreboard. Now, what it was was it just said home visitor inning, and I saw behind home plate was this 
box where they kept like the umpire's equipment. And I saw they had the numbers for the scoreboard. And I came up to the umpire who I thought of as this adult and he probably was an 18 year old kid. And I said, can I take the numbers and operate the scoreboard? Because I would, oh, I would have been great at it. Let me tell you, the, the seeds of a baseball fanatic that would go on to do 365 podcasts a year would be, would absolutely be planted at that point. I mean, I was a maniac at that point, and that, that's obvious. And I asked the umpire, I said, can I, can I operate the scoreboard? And of course, this you know, twit said, in order to operate the scoreboard, you need to have permission from the board of the Little League and blah, 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 vomit, vomit, vomit. So no, I didn't operate the scoreboard. No one operated the scoreboard. No one ever operated the scoreboard. And I thought that was a travesty that you had a scoreboard. And I could be there keeping track, putting the runs in. But no, they wouldn't let me do it. Twit. I'm still mad at it. That was 1984. and I'm still pissed. So I came here. This is where I pitched. This is where I had my greatest moments pitching. I had my worst moments pitching. I had my greatest moments as a hitter, my worst moments as a hitter. I remember this is where I stole a base. This is where I got picked off. This is where I hit an inside the park home run. This is where I made a diving catch. This is where I played my Little League game, the Little League All-Star game that I talked about. And where I had diarrhea that day. And I'm looking over right now to the woods that I went into to, well, let's just say sully the woods. And it all took place right here on this field. Now, I'm here with my boys because I want to show them a little bit of how their father grew up. You know, they're, they're natives of New York. My kids, they were born in New York, but they're growing up in California. They're, they didn't remember living in New York. We moved when they were infants. And so their life is California. Their concept of growing up is California. And their grandparents all live in California, and their mother was born and raised in California. So this is my opportunity to show them, let me show you where I grew up. Let me show you what it was like. Let me show you where it is. Let me show you what it is. Let me show you where daddy, when I talk about my childhood, what I was seeing. And so I'm here in my old town for the first time in a long time and for my kids the first time ever. And I'm showing them some places here and there and we'll, we'll hit some more sentimental trips along the way as I do my New England swing of the Sully Baseball Daily podcast. Don't worry, I'm getting to Fenway Park. And I thought to myself, I hit my old school, I hit my old house, I hit my, the other place we lived in here, uh, I, I, you know, some of the old haunts where we bought comic books, where I bought my baseball cards. And I was driving and said, I wonder if I could find the, the place. I wonder if I could even remember. I couldn't remember the street it was on. I knew it was at the end of a long street. I knew it was in the north part of town. But I, for the life of me, and I said, I'm going to drive up there. I'm going to see if I can find it. But chances are, there's no way I'm going to be able to find it. And so I'm driving up, and I said, okay, I vaguely remember this turn. Okay, I kind of remember this, but there's no way I'm going to remember it. And it's weird. My mother, who studies how the brain works, will probably be able to explain this better. But somewhere in my brain, there exists a little brain cell that had the information of where this 
baseball field was. Because as we're driving up, I'm driving saying, oh yeah, Conant Road, uh, North Road, Old Road, Drabbingdon Way, Drabbingdon Way, Drabbingdon Way, Drabbingdon Way! It's on Drabbingdon Way! It's on Drabbingdon Way! I gotta turn down Drabbingdon Way! And I think it is okay. Am I remembering it or was Drabbingdon Way like an old BBC show? Drabbingdon Way. Was it Drabbingdon Way? So I turned down Drabbingdon Way. And I'm like, I think I know where I am. I think this is it. Long road, long road, long road. I turned around and there it is. At the end of the road is the field. And I pulled up to the field. And I saw it. And I looked around. And my son Mateo looked up and he said, Where's the dirt? And he's right. This is, it's clearly been mowed recently. But there's grass is overrun the cut of the diamond. You can still see it. In fact, home plate is still there. And it's clearly not been used much as a little league field because the stands, there used to be stands, and they're still there. These stands, our, our team picture was taken on these stands. But the grass is covering them all. And grass is coming up all through the 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 fences here and plants and I see that they've installed an electric scoreboard except trees are covering it now and the only thing you can see is little and home one of the foul poles is still there but the fence is down they have the, one of those sort of orange plastic thing you know that, that looks like netting that would be the where the wall is where I'm standing right now as I'm recording this, and you can hear some sirens. I think there's a fire going on. So if you hear a fire department, that's what's going on. You know, home plate is still here. It's raised up a little bit. But home plate is still here. I can still see the pitcher's mound. Pitcher's mound where I struck out the side of the Western Tigers and clinched that game. But there used to be, where I'm walking right now, there used to be stands back here too, but there's nothing. It's grass. There's grass all in the dugout. It's abandoned, basically. Or the baseball element of it is abandoned. As I said, the grass here has been mowed and it's clearly used as a public park. But this was my goal to get here. This was a place that I think in my mind's eye as being the ideal place where I had my greatest moments as a player and my greatest glory. And now it's this kind of old, not really pretty place at the end of a long drive in Drabington Way. Now, I'm recording this. I've walked to the back of the backstop. And I see there's this rusty container here, which used to be the place where they kept the umpire's equipment and some of the other stuff. And it appears to be unlocked. I wonder if the numbers for the scoreboard are still in here. I'm going to open it up. We got batting helmets. We have an old scorebook. Hold on. Alright, we got... Batting helmets like crazy. There's an animal in there. It's probably a 
woodchuck or a chipmunk. Here, let me take out this scorecard. How is it closing? I saw an animal go by. I hope it's not poisonous. There's an old scorebook here. Might be something if I'm in it. I am, this is, you're hearing this for the first time. Um, yep, there's a bunch of old games here. Angels, Red Sox. Now we didn't have the Angels and Red Sox. So, nope. There's nothing here. There's no old... This, I'm not sure what date these are in. Well, if you played baseball in Weston, then I have a couple of the games that you played in. If you're uh, Will Talcott, Scotty Westhold, or Lucas Angel Dunn, or Christian O'Connor. Oh, yeah, that narrows it down in Massachusetts. Someone named Christian O'Connor was here. But, yep, got an old scorebook here. Maybe old games. I'm going to throw it back in case this, these games meant something to someone. Ah! Something jumped out of there. I assume it was a werewolf. It was a, it was a moth. Yep. I was really hoping the pieces of the scoreboard would still be in there. But yeah, there's a, here's a, uh, a net which is used to, you know, one of those nets that you put up uh, to protect the pitcher? Except there's a giant hole in the net, so it's really not going to protect anything. I just brushed past a piece of plant, and I can't even tell you how much I hope it's not poison ivy. I should get out of here. There's probably snakes in here. So, this is the danger of going home again. This is the peril of saying, I'm going to go take a sentimental, nostalgic journey. There's a few places in my childhood that I am not going to go to, that I'm not going to take my kids to, that I'm going to leave in my mind's eye. Because in your mind's eye, it's glorious. In my mind's eye, this baseball field was the closest I ever got to Fenway or Yankee Stadium or Wrigley Field. And now I know it's, you know, if you grew up now, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that place. Uh, yeah, we kick a soccer ball around there. I think they used to play baseball there. You know, I'm going to go to a couple places, including Braves Field and a couple other places where baseball was played. And, you know, I guarantee you people walk past it and don't give it a second thought. I guarantee you kids run around here. Right now, my kids, I'm looking at my kids and at one point while I was doing the podcast, they had tied their shoelaces together and were doing a three-legged race across the diamond where their father once made a spectacular catch in a game against the Weston Cubs. How spectacular was it? In my mind, it was Jim Edmonds-esque, where I dove, I caught it, and it was glorious. But now I'm looking and said, was it? Or did I sort of stumble and fall on my face and just happen to land in the glove? My inside the park home run, I remember being this glorious gap shot and I just sprinted around the bases with like Carl Lewis. But if I bet if I saw a videotape of it, eh, I probably rolled to the wall and I huffed and puffed my way around. 
I struck out the side of the Weston Tigers right here, right here on this spot. And when it was over, I was so excited, I jumped up and I tried to mimic Yogi Berra jumping into Don Larson's arms. If I look back on it, were they three little twerps who swung at balls on the dirt and in their face? I don't know. You know, this is sometimes the danger of recording stuff. This is sometimes the danger of going back to the places that you remember to take a look at it again. On the one hand, this is a very important trip for me because, as I said before, I'm taking my kids to places that meant so much to their father. And the other part of it for me is, this is probably the last time I'm ever going to come here. This is probably the last time I'm ever going to stand on this field. This is probably the last time I'm going to go to some parts of this town. I don't know, maybe fate and circumstance will bring me back here at one point or another. Or maybe if I get in my 70s or 80s or if someone says you've got a you know, degenerative disease or something, I'll, want, I'll suddenly become this, this super nostalgic person again. But you know what? I don't have to. If they say, you know, Sully, we found out you've got this, that, or the other thing, you know, I could say, well, all right, I already did my sentimental journey, so I don't need to go, oh, where was the place I saw? Where was the place that I hit the home run? I already saw it, and do you know what? Chances are it may not be as good as you remember. Yeah, this is the danger of being nostalgic, because what it paints in your brain is really almost always better than the reality. You know, you saw a little bit of this going on. I'm going to tie this together in a weird way, but when people talk about, there was someone talking about online about when Strasburg was scratched from a start, and he's like, oh, I wish he had the heart of a Bob Gibson or this, that, or the other thing. Or, you know, when LeBron James won recently, and people, oh, he's not Jordan, he's not Jordan. People, if you saw what the players were like then as opposed to now, the players now would probably almost always kick their butt. But we paint nostalgia, we paint the past, we paint everything that happened in our youth as something great and glorious and wonderful, that the movies were better, the music was better, the players were better, because that's what we need, because that's what it meant to us. And I needed this ballpark to be a place of glory that I worked my way up to and had glorious moments here while I was here, on the mound, at the plate, in the field. And now I see it, and it's like, really? This was it? Maybe it was better in my mind's eye. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I came here, I got to experience it again, and chances are you're listening to me stand on this field for the last time. So I walked behind the plate to see if I could see the numbers. And right now, I've posted a picture of me on sullybaseball.com of me pitching, um, of me pitching uh, on this mound. And I'm standing on it right now, looking around. That's where my dad was. That's where the player struck out wearing the Tiger uniform. Ran off this mound. My dad with his arms out. And I jumped on him. And do you know what? Even though 
there's a lot of grass all over the place and plants. Even though the scoreboard is finally up there and now covered before anyone could use it, even though the walls are down and the stands are covered in grass and weeds, even though there's a, some sort of bobcat or a cougar living inside that box over there, right around where I'm standing now, I've walked off the mound towards the first baseline. This is where I jumped in my dad's arms. That's eh, not as pretty as I remember. It's still pretty cool. Go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. Uh, I'm everywhere. You can be old school. Send me an email at info at SullyBaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. From the baseball diamond at the end of Drabbingdon Way in Weston, Massachusetts, this has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I'm here with my kids who have been dying to make noise. Do you know what, guys? Go make noise. Hi. We're in the same shirt right now. Yep, my son has his head in his brother's shirt. They're acting goofy. They're acting fun. Do you know what? This place is designed to be goofy and to have fun. So do you know what, guys? Go nuts. Off they go. They just ran over the mound that their father struck out the Western Tigers on, and they weren't in the least bit sentimental. They're now running over to where I made that catch, and they're not putting one knee to the ground in reverence. Do you know why? They shouldn't. You can call me Sully. <laughs>